0: Hi, welcome to Life at Your Own World podcast, I'm your host Will Venus, and this is a podcast where we like to do things with complete autonomy, with with complete autonomy. So if that's your kind of thing, this is a podcast for you, so do consider following the pod. So today, as ever, plans have changed, there was a few things that I wanted to discuss, and literally just before I started recording, I had heard about the death of S Club 7 member Paul Cattermole. I can't believe that. What the hell is happening with all these stars dying? What's going on? So we're going to talk about that. I want to talk a little bit about Trump, the art of letting go, and something that I've not revealed to anyone. Well, apart from my friends and family, but what I really mean is on my online platforms, I want to tell you something. I want to talk about something because when I talk about things, it makes it easier for me to live with, call it catharsis, if you will. So yeah, Paul Cartamol died at the age of 46. 46? What is going on? It said that he was found dead at his dorset home on the 6th of April and the death isn't being treated as suspicious. I had a look on S Club 7's Instagram and they're, they're really devastated about the passing of their brother Paul. And reading from The Independent it says, There are no words to describe the deep sadness and loss we all feel. We are so lucky to have had him in our lives and are thankful for the amazing memories we have. It wasn't so long ago that S Club 7 had just announced that they're getting back together and going on a tour and performing and things. If you're not aware, Paul Catamore, I think he was one of the ones that left the band in one of their earlier stages when they were together. I can't remember really because there's been various members that have come and gone in the band. I've just lost track. And he, in recent years, he wasn't in the public eye. And... I think he'd been doing things like tarot and things. I might have got that wrong, but, you know, it's all right to be wrong. Correct me if I am wrong. But, yeah, he's gone. And I've got it into my mind that I really hope it wasn't the pressure of the band reforming and thinking they had to reform, you know, like, performing and things again. Because can you imagine going from being... Because S Club 7 were a, like a pop band that were around in the 90s and the early 90s. And... They were absolutely huge. Huge, huge, huge. I mean, they had their own TV series that was set in Miami. They had lots of different albums, were always appearing on TV, appearing in magazines and things, because this was the age before social media and all that jazz. And yeah, they were huge. And When I I was a kid, (laughs) I remember having posters of them on my wall in my room, in my bedroom as a kid. And my sisters, uh, when I first heard this news, uh one of my sisters that I, I just instantly thought of her because she was always constantly re-watching their videos you know the VHS tapes of when they were performing in their their TV series and things and I instantly thought of her so shout out to Nader's if you're listening yeah and, and that just took me back to a time of innocence and just enjoying music and <sighs> I can't believe it another another Paul that's gone I mean last week I was talking about Paul O'Grady and you know, I'm talking about Paul Catamult I mean, 46, that is no age at all. 46, all that. All that just gone. Yeah, it's it's really sad. And so if there's any other S Club 7 fans out there that are feeling the grief right now, I understand, I get it. And although you might not have known them personally, your grief is still valid because even though someone that you didn't know, they're still part of your life. Yes, yeah, so and now getting on to an entirely different topic, Trump. Now, I don't really want to spend too much time talking about this because I can't stand the man. And I use the term man very, very lightly. Now, it's alleged that Trump faces charges for, allegedly, I keep saying allegedly because I don't want to get sued by anyone, uh, for paying Stormy Daniels, who is a porn star, $130,000, which is £106,000. Yeah uh do i think he did it to be honest i'm not really that interested but again it's another one of these contentious topics where i have to be quite careful what i say because i don't want to be hounded by trolls but i mean all i can and for those people that say well you're not even american well what gives you the right to talk about this i care about people i have friends in america that i care about and what he did in his tenure as president affected them Uh, plus there is a thing called freedom of speech at the moment Uh, with all these online safety bills we'll now soon not be able to talk about anything yeah well anything that they deem inappropriate but I digress so I didn't know the way that legal proceedings against the president were I didn't know how they worked because if my research is correct no other American president has ever been arrested in, in history at all. And so what would happen was uh, Trump would be indicted. Then, depending on how he responded, he would, he would either be publicly arrested or he would have to voluntarily surrender and be arrested. I think that's the one that he chose. Then after that, the defendants processed. I'm getting this from the BBC website. Then he'd be (laughs) finger-grafted, no, fingerprinted and photographed. Then he would go through the arraignment process, which means a court appearance and charges, they would be detailed. Then, Then he would enter a plea of guilty or not guilty. And then, if he pled guilty, he would go straight to a sentencing. If he pled not guilty, then he would go to a trial then he would either be found guilty or not guilty and then go to a sentence sentencing so we'll just have to see how that all transpires but anyone who knows me i've got a very cynical mind and i personally think that he'll find a way out of this if he's guilty i don't know if he is guilty i'm not saying if he is or not but uh yeah we'll we'll, we'll soon see and I've watched various interviews with Stormy Daniels and she seems quite a, a genuine, honest person. Can you honestly say the same thing about Trump? Hmm? I can't. By the way, if you can hear any tapping or banging and things, one of my neighbours is doing something in the garden and there's absolutely nothing I can do about the sound, despite everything that I've tried. And I'm even using new pot-filled... What? Even using new pop filters and things, but they're just not working, so apologies. Now getting around to one of the more serious topics of this podcast. And uh, Yeah, I was just thinking, usually when podcasters start, they gain a bit of notoriety, fame. Uh, they make their presence felt in the ethers, and then usually they then like they usually start with more entertaining podcasts and then go down the route of the the darker, more serious topics of life. Whereas, I'm the complete opposite because I'm known by very few, but I want to talk about serious topics from the outset. Well, I say the outset, this is episode 6, but you know what I mean. So, there's two things I wanted to talk about. The first being the art of letting go. And then after that I want to talk about a thing called internalised homophobia. Because that's something that's affecting me right now. So firstly, when I say the art of letting go. I mean it means different things for different people. But for me it means just letting go of all the stresses of life. And the things you don't need in life. And the things that don't bring you joy. And all that positive thing. All that positive. What am I saying? All of the positive things in life. That's what I mean. And so... I would really recommend that you try this and I'll give you a few examples. Firstly, relationships that you have. So if you have relationships in your life that don't bring you joy and that uplift you and that bring something to your life, why are they in your life? Why do you keep them? I mean, to me, that sounds pointless. Why would you keep something in your life that's going to be a detriment to your growth, to your mental health, to your physical health, to someone that's going to take up your time that doesn't bring you anything? Don't get me wrong, it's a two-way street. They bring you things and you give them things. That's how friendship works. But when it's all one-sided, why bother? And it also comes down to things like forgiveness. As in, forgiving yourself for things that you've done. Forgiving other people. things that they've done to you or things that you feel that they've done wrong that you just cannot abide in your life so like for instance with me i've made many wrong decisions in my life and done countless wrong things uh and i've just had to look back and think rather than think why did i do that why did i do that just think okay that happened it's in the past There's nothing I can do about it. I can't change the past and also I can't fully control the future. All I have is the now. So rather than focus on the past, I just focus on the here and now. Like what can I do within this moment to enrich my life, to enrich the life of others? And letting go of pain. I'm talking all kinds of pain like emotional pain, physical pain, With physical pain it's a little bit more complicated but i mean emotional pain mental pain like actually i should have said this at the beginning before i proceed i am not a psychologist or psychiatrist or therapist so do consult whomever it is that you get for your mental health needs but i'm just sharing what works for me and these have came from mental health specialists and my own research i like to do my own thing yeah i've I've always done my own thing i'll give you for instance there's been a few people in my life who have done many wrong things to me very many wrong things and i used to sit and oops i used to sit and like really pick over the bones of the things that they've done and how i hate them so much and how i would love to get back at them and my revenge plans and in in my mind i would blow them up into tiny little pieces if you're honest with yourself you've done that as well or you've thought negative things in your mind that you like to do to people that have wronged you come on be honest Come on, what does that gain me? Is revenge ever a good idea? No, not really, because in my opinion, it brings you down to that person's level. You're better than that. What What's what that song that goes, "I'm better than that"? Oh yeah, it's "Survivor," Destiny's Child, isn't it? <laughs> That's an old one, a really old song. And any of you remember that one? Yeah, that you must do. It's an iconic one. Digressing again, sorry and also like acknowledging my feelings because I spent so many years, like you have no idea how much time I've wasted trying to get away from my emotions, my feelings, my, you know, those feelings in your gut and your heart and your soul. You can't get away from those feelings. And for me, that's been the key of getting away from addictions because when I was drinking alcohol and if you're listening to this for the first time, Hi, my name is Will Venus. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Uh, this next month, actually, I'll be in seven years sober, which is incredible. It's incredible that I'm still here with all the trauma that I put my body through. But anyway, and I spent so many times trying to run away from my feelings. Because although when you experience really awful feelings, and I'm, I live with complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, and I've spent such a long time in therapy talking about it listening to other people talking about their experiences and just trying to come to terms with how complex complex PTSD is yeah because it's complex it's all consuming it's if you don't get on top of it it can take your existence your life away from you and it's really tough working through those feelings especially when you're dealing with things like flashbacks, night terrors, panic attacks, anxiety disorder, it's, it's really tough to work through those things, and so rather than run away from the feelings and block it out with drink, drugs, food, shopping, gambling, uh, whatever other addictions there are, there's many, I just have to acknowledge my feelings. And so like when you just release these feelings, when you just let go, you can let all of that what feels like a huge black cloud just lift and it's like letting in the sunlight speaking metaphorically of course i mean i wish there was this moment outside when you would see a black cloud parting and then you see just the gorgeous sunshine beaming through warming up your skin and giving you a slight glow and a tan (laughs) i've never been able to tan have you i just go red and get very hot and come inside and melt yeah or plunge myself into a really cold bath that is so refreshing in the summer you should try it and letting go of things that you can't control now that i know that is really difficult for some people it has been for me because for myself i am a huge control freak not for other people but with myself i have to have ultimate control of me because oh I mean, you know that feeling. You know what it's like having to let go of control, letting go of the reins for a bit and let someone else deal with things or let someone else help you. But when you let go of things, like letting go of negative thoughts, for instance. So I, for instance, will get a negative thought and I'll say, okay, I'm acknowledging that thought is there. It's a negative thought. It's not going to bring me anything. It's not going to help me at all in life. So I acknowledge it. I acknowledge that it comes into my brain, and then I just let it go. Just let it go, rather than cling on to it for dear life. Just, just let it go, and then I'm free to deal with other things in my life and work on other things that I want to progress on. Or like when you see things in the news and you feel so powerless because you can't do anything about it. I mean, you can do little things that are within your power, but to the average person who isn't, say, in government or has a huge following you just say yeah that is a terrible thing whatever that example may be like like if someone's been wronged online or if someone's going through some sort of pain you think that's so unfair i wish i could take it away and then you realize that you can't because you're only a human being unless you have some sort of superpower or you know psychological training or whatever else it is that you have in your life, unless you're able to help with them, you just realise, yes, that person is going through pain, but there's nothing I can do about that within this moment. So just let it go. And that's why I don't watch the news. That's why I don't watch TV. That's why I don't really listen to radio. Because I get so invested in all these things that are, you know, all the injustices of life, because I've got a real issue with injustice. From the huge injustices to, you know, like war and famines and, you know, all the other things that I can't think of in this moment. And I'm going to be completely honest with you here. Um, When you start to practice the art of letting go, it is painful. And it's such a huge adjustment because when, if you're the kind of person I used to be, you would focus on these things and really invest your your heart and your soul and your gut and just everything into it and when you're the kind of person that can't deal with a lot of stress and anxiety and you have to let go it it, it takes such a long time to adjust and then you go through all of this introspection think, why did I do that why did I focus on that why wasn't I focusing on other things that I can control within this moment it is so hard like really hard I've just thought of an example okay It might, I mean if you're a new listener you might not know this, but if you're a new listener who knows who I am, I've been doing, I've had this channel on YouTube, it's just my name, Will Venus, and I've had it for almost, it'll be three years in August, and I had so many plans for this channel and I thought yeah I'm going to make so much new content, I'm going to make new friends, which I have, I've made lots of incredible friends and lots of incredible connections. And I also thought, yeah, I'm going to get thousands of subscribers, lots of view time, I'll make some money, I'll get famous. And then that didn't happen. And it still isn't happening. And so I, because I was feeling like these acute feelings of injustice yet again. And I thought, why isn't this happening? I've put in so much effort and taken so many risks and sacrificed so many things to put my all into this YouTube channel. And I've done everything I can think of to make it grow. And then it dawned on me that I can't fully control that. Because of the kind of person that I am and the kind of person that I work as and the kind of person who can't always be there to create content every day and be a happy, smiley, jolly, jovial person every single day. I've had to let that go. I'm not saying I'm letting go of the channel and creating content for it I'm just saying I've had to let go of that idea and it's been so so difficult because I I mean because I had hope I had hope that I would do really well for it I mean I've got another channel that's to do with my wig making career hi I'm a least wig maker and designer but sorry and that channel is doing really well and I can't understand why that channel is doing really well because it has the least amount of content but my other channel, it's got a lot of content, but the least amount of views and subscribers. But because of the way, the way YouTube works, that's something that is out with my control, and so I've just had to let that go and accept it that that won't work, unless I do a viral video and I get seen, or you know something happens and I get lots of reach. But realistically, for me, that's not going to happen. Plus, I've had to let go of the person I used to be. What I mean by that is, when I'm an autistic person, and when you're an autistic person, invariably, you do this thing called masking. And what that means is, you mimic how everyone else behaves, so you can fit in. Yeah, so I've spent probably my whole life, up until the past year or so, being something I wasn't. To people please. To make people happy. Whereas I wasn't making myself happy. I, at, at all. I had to hide behind this mask because I thought this is what. Everyone wants to see. Rather than, than just simply be myself. And that's I've, that's been really hard to let go. Because. I thought about all the time that I wasted. When I could have been doing other things. And being my true self. And working on myself. I sound like a narcissist here but I'm not really. Well, not at all really because I mean I'm confident that, but there is a confidence between no, there's a difference between being confident and being a narcissist and also confidence I realise now that it's not a dirty word and the background from that is like when you're in the UK if you're not erring on the side of self-deprecation then you're a narcissist it's just how our society works really but yeah you're allowed to be confident being confident is good, it's very good for you, it's good for your soul, it's good for your growth as well. I really hope that whatever I just said, I can't think of what I've just said, although I will listen to it when I edit this, I really hope that whatever I said helps someone, because if you just let go of things, it's a lot less stress, it's a lot less anxiety, and you, you're free to do whatever you like with complete ease. And yeah, talking of YouTube and things that are really annoying me, again thinking about things that have happened in the past and letting things go. When you consider everything that's happening right now, for instance, the the wars that are going on, the things that are happening to trans kids in America and other countries, uh, which has been through a pandemic and all of the injustices that come along with that, as in not being able to go to funerals of relatives and things, by the way, I'm planning on an, an, an entire episode talking about the injustices of lockdown. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. It's going to be really explosive. I have recorded parts of it, but because of the extent of my beliefs, it's going to have to be recorded in various parts. So, yes, yeah, stay tuned for that. So, when you think about all the things that are happening in the world, and then you go into YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or whatever, and you're seeing people getting really, riled up about insignificant things like an influencer wearing a pair of false lashes when she's advertising mascara what yeah I understand it's like false advertising and, and all that jazz but really that's your main concern with all the things that are going on right now and then when you look at these, these channels on YouTube and they're like commentary channels and drama channels i mean not all of what i'm about to describe are like this okay but it's just the ones that i've seen and then you 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 see them sitting there and like their their glorification and they're sat in like their fancy surroundings and nice seats and posh mics and they're like let's see what so-and-so's done today oh that is awful isn't it let's all pile on this person and tell them how wrong they are like well you said this last year in a video and now you're saying something different. What? Again if you don't like people's content don't watch it. It's simple. Well the way that I see it is simple or you see people like uh, influencers shall we say like Influencer lies about the fee that they were paid for, for, I don't know, promoting foundation or whatever. So? So what? Again, <laughs> where's your priorities? Where is your priorities? Hmm? I mean, yeah, of course, I understand that people in the public eye. Of course, you need to be called out on things like homophobia, racism, transphobia, fatphobia, and all the other things that have phobia attached to them. But, really, you're making a song and dance about products people are selling? How? Why bother wasting your time? Why not you put your time to positive uses? And it's it's something that I, I cannot fathom. And also people that have followed me in the past and that I followed in the past, and they're they're sat they're sat there telling you how you should be feeling or how you should not be feeling or the feelings that you should that, that you're not entitled to, or or if they're if they're disagreeing with some sort of narrative that everyone else is meant to agree with, and they're like, oh, really? <laughs> Is is it is it nothing else that you that you want to talk about? Where, where's your contribution to society? Where is your where is this positive mindset that you keep talking about? Where is it? Oh, I don't know. It it brings me back to a phrase one of my grandparents used to say, and it's, "What's the world coming to?" Or back in my day, things were a lot more simpler. Perhaps that's why I'm obsessed with periods of time like the 80s and 90s when things were a lot less complicated and I was a child and when you're a child before the world ruins you and shapes you everything's so innocent and untainted and you have a nice rose-tinted view of the world you know what I mean and talking of the world tainting you I want to talk about a thing called internalized homophobia now there's many different aspects and it's very complex about what internalised homophobia is. So what I'm going to do is read out what it says on a website called rainbowproject.org and it says, I mean I'm not going to read the entire thing, uh, I'll just read you the first paragraph but it says internalised homophobia and oppression happens to gay, lesbian and bisexual people and even heterosexuals who have learned that, who have learned and have been taught that heterosexuality is the norm and the correct way to be. So, with that in mind, and bearing in mind that I was a child that grew up in the 90s and early 2000s. I have a problem with this. And I only re- realised I had a problem with this when I started doing YouTube. but well, more specifically when I started. No, I'm not saying that YouTube's to blame. No, of course not. But I'm saying when I started to do makeup. And although I really enjoy the art of makeup, I love Watching people put their makeup on. I find it so therapeutic. And educational. And. It's just the whole art of it. I mean the different colours and textures. And everything. It's like the wackier. The better. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm never going to be a vanilla person. So the wackier the better. And I love to encourage people. To express themselves. To be not just what they want to be. But who they need to be. Yeah. Who they need to be. And, yeah, th- th- this is the bit that I'm finding it difficult to explain. I feel like when I'm doing makeup, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. I know I'm not doing anything wrong. But because of the way that I've been conditioned throughout my life, like being gay is wrong, being queer is wrong, being effeminate is wrong, being just who I am is wrong. And because I've been bullied and... Abused and things. I just feel like I'm doing something wrong and I don't always feel comfortable when I'm putting on makeup. Although, when you look in history, like when you go back to the 18th century, makeup and high heeled shoes and wigs and things, they were made for men. And nowadays it's made for everyone, all genders. And yeah, I, I sometimes feel like I'm doing something wrong, or I feel like I shouldn't be doing this. And I find it quite interesting how I am I'm always saying to everyone, just be who you are, be your natural self, provided you're not a psychopath. <laughs> but I find it odd how I can give one set of advice for other people, but yet it's entirely different when it comes to me. What, why is that? Why is it always a different set of rules for yourself and another for other people? And so, like, when I'm doing makeup and things on my channel, always at the back of my mind I'm thinking, this is wrong, you shouldn't be doing this. You were always taught to dampen that gayness, dampen that community. Hide it. Don't show it. And so that's kind of shaped the person that I am now. I don't always feel free to express myself I don't always feel free to just be who I naturally am at home with my husband because when I'm with him I can just completely be my you know 100% authentic self but when I'm on camera or you know posting a photo to Instagram or whatever or TikTok when I really use that I don't really like TikTok for various reasons but yeah I'd that's how I feel and I don't know how to get past that. I mean, I talk about it with my husband, of course I do, and he's like, why, why do you feel wrong? You're not doing anything wrong. You shouldn't feel like that. And I'm like, yeah, I know the sense of it, but I just can't get out of this mindset. And I don't know if there's, like anyone that I can talk to about it, I don't know if there's special therapists, because when... You, if you're not from the UK, when you if you if you're trying to do anything pertaining to your mental health or your well being, mental health has always been the poor relation with the NHS. Always. And I don't know why, because it's intrinsically linked to your physical health. Yeah, I've never understood that. I don't know why the government can fork out billions on things like oh, what's that thing called that they gave to people during the pandemic? Furlough. That was it. Furlough. How can they give billions of pounds in furlough? magically and yet there's not near enough money put into healthcare and mental health yeah another thing that I can't understand and another set of things that I've had to let go of oh that's been so difficult but anyway yeah that's that's been my experience I don't quite know what else to say about that other than if you're someone else that's going through this kind of thing how do you get past it if you're able to contact me somehow on Instagram or email, please do. All the details are in the show notes. But yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about this week. I'm sorry that it's not been quite the entertaining as ever. Oh yeah. Before I go, there's one thing that one last thing that I wanted to talk about. In my area there's lots of lovely trees. Okay. I love trees. I love seeing them when they're in full bloom. In the spring, in the winter. And the autumn, love them, but three of my favourite trees in my area have all been cut down and it's really annoyed me, like really annoyed me, I'm like, why did you cut them down, they're gorgeous, and it's taken away from my normality, I'm like, please stop doing this, it's not like they were in the way of roads or streets or anything, they were just marked with X and they were cut down, cut down in their prime. Yeah, that's really annoying me. So, if you're a tree lover and you're seeing trees being cut down, I get it. And then if you hear that dreaded noise of the chipper, oh, my oh, heart goes out here, it really does. So, yeah, that's been a ve- another very fractured episode of Life at Your Own Podcast. This has been episode six. Can you believe it? Episode six? That is commitment for me. Yeah, trust and believe that is commitment. Six episodes weekly. Yeah. No. Six episodes weekly? No, one episode a week for six weeks. Yeah, that's the one. And if you've enjoyed this episode or any of my episode, please feel free to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. I would really, really appreciate it because it really helps to push my podcast out there and be seen by many others. It is growing. So thanks to all of your views and... so not your views. To all of your listens and your reviews and sharing. Also sharing, yeah, please keep doing that because that really helps as well. Yes, so leave me a review. I hope you've enjoyed and I will leave you with this week's piece of nonsensical advice. The pendulum of time stops for no starfishes going to (laughs) Mallorca. I will see you same time, same place next week. Take care. Bye.